We are live. <laughs> Part two. I already got. I already screwed that up the first time. Welcome to the homespun yak. That was a lot more energy than I actually have. That was pretty much all my energy actually, because I am unbelievably tired. Um, you ever have those days where you're just like you're tired, but it's not like to the point where. You like pass out. It's just like you're extremely calm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had that moment today. Um, oh, really? Yeah, just before we started recording, actually, I just got back from work and was sitting down, um, icing the old knee. Um, yep, I was gonna ask you about that next. <laughs> and uh, literally, just a a wave of fatigue slash calm washed yeah. over my mind and body and it was uh <laughs> it's kind of nice but kind of annoying too because i wanted to pass out and i don't know if you ever get the feeling when you like wake up from a nap um sometimes you feel like you've been run over by a truck um yeah starting to get that feeling because i was like losing myself in it for a minute but i knew i had to get up and start moving around so it was almost like that but yeah i don't know what led up to it because i didn't eat like immediately and then sit down and like recline and do that but it was just like totally random and it was definitely noticeably random but it was it was weird yeah i don't get that well i mean i get it to a degree it's just uh it's it's an interesting feeling. You just hope that it happens at the end of the day, as opposed to midway, midway, or even in the morning. You just feel this sense of calm, of like you just don't care about anything. <laughs> yep. You just want to sit, and I don't know what. I guess your brain just kind of shuts off in a way, in a manner of speaking. But uh, how's your how's your knee? How's your, um, it's doing pretty uh, good. ACL? Um, Okay. It's, I mean, it's still very stiff and the flexibility is not anywhere near where I, you know, obviously a normal knee would be, but, um, I'm just trying to ice it as much as possible. And, uh, I've noticed the swelling has gone down a little bit with each day. I mean, probably not noticeable for anybody, but, um, I can sort of feel, you know, certain areas that have gone down a little bit. So, I mean, it's definitely showing signs of improvement, which is good. I mean, it's been a week today now, so that's good. Um, But yeah, for the most part, just been trying to ice it when I can, but it's definitely rough, like standing on it, obviously, and walking around throughout the day is not ideal at all but you know it's even more of a hassle to kind of lug crutches around like i'm not going to be that guy but um (laughs) i don't know i I actually heard back from the orthopedic um facility i went to today they called me and they're like oh yeah we we can schedule an mri because you know they have to go through your insurance and work out yeah. Whatever, how much they're going to pay and what, you know, what they can go through and what the dates are and 
You're like, yeah, you only have to pay um, $740 out of pocket. Oh, uh, only? Yeah. Wow. I was like, wow. That's, that's extremely reasonable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sign me up now. <laughs> I'm ready to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, you got to – and that was my – immediate fear was just the costs were going to be insane yeah um but you know that's the that's the thing is like it you can't really you don't really know about a knee until you do an mri i feel like because you can you can't treat it a certain way unless it's for sure one thing or the other so that's yeah true you also, you don't want to like go through this whole healing process and then realize, you know, literally six months down the road, like it, like there's a certain level of stiffness that never goes away. And then you eventually, you know, cave in and decide to do some sort of imaging or the doctor does some imaging. And then you realize, oh, yeah, this whole time there was a partial tear or there was like a, they need to, to adjust something to, to make it fully heal and then it just extends the the healing process out by you know oh, just yeah. so much more yeah. so yeah it's unfortunate though i mean I, I will say at least like the the best or the the worst thing is probably not the case like you didn't at least like fully clean rip your acl straight off the off the bone <laughs> <clears throat> yeah or at least one can hope considering that you're already improving i mean by comparison to when you did uh last time because you said you didn't get that checked out for like two weeks or something like that yeah didn't you yeah i mean when i had my acl like you know it felt different when i did it i definitely heard a a loud noise like i did this time but it was a different sort of noise um and you know it definitely was jarring initially and I was down and was like oh I definitely can't put any pressure on it Um, yeah but when I did I was like oh I guess I'm fine and kind of walked off I didn't play in the game but I definitely considered it Um, but I was like now just go home and ice it and it definitely um, was a little swollen but nothing like out of the ordinary and as weeks as the week went by I just continued my normal life and yeah, didn't really know anything until I, like I said, got out of a passenger seat of a car and just did not feel right at all and decided to investigate. But that was really the only reason why, I mean, there was no pain associated with it, really no lack of flexibility or anything like that. And this is is a lot different this time, but you know, you never yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we can hope for the best possible scenario, but that is interesting. You didn't feel any pain. Yeah. I mean, when it uh, when it happened initially, it definitely hurt a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, right. But it was like more a stability issue rather than right. a, a pain issue with the ACL. And plenty of people live without it. Um, but they just don't do any sort of like, Hmm. you know, lateral mobility, quick motions. Um, and it's probably people who do it a little bit later in life that decide to do that because you're, you can go in a front, 
you know, forward line without one just fine. But um, uh-huh. it's the side-to-side movement that that really plays a part in controlling. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, the knee seems to be ACL. a very poorly designed <laughs> <laughs> thing, but yeah, I'm obviously yeah, I'm thinking not about it treated now. it the best as well. So, you really think so? I mean, I don't know. I like, put put it put it in context. Like, I would I would argue you've treated it very well by comparison to, like, I think our mentality is that we think about things in terms of you know, injuries that might have happened and things of that nature. But I think really anybody that's in sports, even if they absolutely wreck their body, by comparison to a person who never engages in any sports, I mean, you've you've only put your body in a better position relative to a sedentary individual. That's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, of course, like some people are going to be a little bit better off within the context of like comparing to another sports person, another person who engages in activity. But, you know, and I mean, I've, I've thought about that and this actually completely applies to you too, is that like health is, health is not something that we think about when we're 12 years old, but uh, now, and it's not like now we really have to consider it too, too much either, but still like the fact that we were both physically active without even thinking about it for literally our entire lives. Like you got, you got out of high school. I mean, we played basketball together. You played soccer and all that. Like we got out of high school and we still stayed physically active after that. And we've been physically active throughout all of our 20s so just to think that like the effect that has on our joints the effect that has on our cardiovascular system i mean the effect that that has kind of going forward i think that you've massively improved your overall health uh up to this point and even probably long like long-standing effects that probably probably gonna last decades you know beyond beyond this point even if you were to completely stop which Let's be real. You're you're not gonna comp- you're, you're not suddenly gonna become a fat ass. <laughs> I mean, you may not competitively play soccer anymore, but you're still gonna be active oh, yeah. and whatnot. I mean, you were talking about running, for example. You, right. I'm sure you'll you'll continue that once you're feeling up to it again. So, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's I, definitely I, a good point. I mean, it's like you said something that we didn't really even think about. It was just like. This is what you just do. It's what you do. You just you live and you're active and you're you're going to do some sort of physical activity um, from yeah. a really young age on. And I think that's the difference between a lot of people is that you know if you didn't have that, now you have to be told like you need you know you need to go move around, go do some physical right. activity, work out do these sorts of things but it's just always been ingrained in us to just naturally be inclined to to venture out and explore different physical routes and um push our body to certain limits and like have fun doing it as well like that's the thing you learn as a kid is just like you're having fun but at the same time you're um being physically active too and then it kind of switches around maybe when you get old um 
where it's like it's necessity to to work out and you want to find right. like how you can do it in a fun way <laughs> to motivate yourself um yeah. because you get older and just things slow down but yeah that's the difference is like the people who didn't grow up with that sort of just instilled in their brain they just have to relearn it at an older age which is hard with anything you have to sort of learn at an older age so pretty lucky and in that regard that it's never going to not be a part of my life in some way yeah it just became ingrained and now it's far less of a of an actual conscious thought I think you touched on something pretty important there. Like for a lot of individuals in their kind of adult years, they they see physical activity as something that I have to do. It's like objective based. Like I need to lose 10 pounds or I want to run a marathon, which like that's, those are all admirable goals. Fine, cool. But I think that's kind of the issue. It's goals. Like it's not just, it's not as simple as just like, hey, I think it would be fun to play basketball or it'd be fun to move my body in this particular way. And like, that's it. Like there's no goal beyond that. It's just, uh, it's just having fun with an activity. And a lot of people don't think about it that way. I mean, there's certainly some people that do, but uh, a lot of people are more of this like goal mindset of like point A to point B. And once I reach point B, okay, I'm done. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's I think that's a little unfortunate. Yeah, I mean definitely it's admirable to set goals and achieve those goals. But it's like life doesn't stop once that goal is achieved. So you have to continue to push yourself and the and your body in order to you know have a have a good have good overall physical and mental health. Like a lot yeah. of people want to do something cool and then post about it and, you know, have that recognition from other people. But, um, I don't know. The race isn't over, you know, like you did this one cool thing, but, um, what are you going to keep doing? You know, yeah. not to get David Goggins on everybody, but, <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's like his mentality, really. It's like, you know, you did this, so what? Like, yeah, you know, but nobody, yeah, nobody David cares. Go- <laughs> <laughs> Do more, basically. There's, there's definitely, man. He's like, I think he's a really good example of. Just like the the devil and the angel on either side of your shoulder. Like, I think he's just like an extreme of one or the other, like whichever one you want to pick. Because, like, I agree with him on so, like, a lot of different things. Like, the things you just mentioned, like, yeah, you did, you did this. Okay, great. So what? Yeah. Move on. Like, what's the next thing you're going to do? And I could, I can completely get that mentality. But on the other hand, he, the thing that he fails to understand is like, yeah, you can have this like go getter mentality about everything, but one that he just doesn't take into consideration context. I mean, some people, some people need that infusion of 
go-getter mentality. Like, they just do nothing at all. And they need a David Goggins mentality just a little bit. And then there's other people that, like, if they took David Goggins' mentality all the time, uh, they would probably develop some sort of mental disorder because they would be so just constantly trying to do things and just destroying themselves just trying to keep that mentality and then of course along with that comes a bit of a like a superiority complex like if they do just destroy themselves then they look around and they're like oh you guys are all pansies because you're not doing what i'm doing you know yeah. so no i definitely i think that's true that people can look at it the wrong way what he's doing and he's his um his mentality and the way he goes about doing things obviously has worked insanely well for him and and it's inspired other people to change their lives and realize their true potential but yeah I think it varies with personality type and just where you are in life and you know he's maybe not the go-to guy when you're first gonna start getting into just working out or or something because um I don't know. It could be a little bit extreme for some people, but I definitely appreciate the overall message, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, as I don't follow him on Instagram, but you you followed him on the the Homespun Yak uh, Instagram, <laughs> and I I look I watched a few of his uh, IG videos where he's just sitting there working out. He's just like repping out, just nonstop reps, and while he's doing it, he's just talking. <laughs> Uh, he's talking about like exactly what you're talking about like you know so what like keep keep going keep moving and uh yeah he just keeps like the whole like one minute video he he, i don't know he knocks out like 40 reps of whatever (laughs) he's doing and it's just like he just keeps going and going and going and i know i know the pain that that causes like you know in inside your muscles just like you know that that burning sensation he's just like yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> uh that is pretty admirable oh yeah definitely need people like him but um you got to have a balance to to life as well and he's a guy that's doesn't have any bat like well you know to the average person it wouldn't seem that way but he says himself yeah. that he doesn't take any days off so Right. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. I think his uh, wife has a similar mentality, doesn't she? I mean, I would assume so. If you're living with that guy, you gotta be, you got to be all in. Yeah. Apparently, she, like, gets up when he does to, like, record all of his videos and stuff like that. So, and apparently, she's, she's, a, she's a pretty badass person, too. I don't know much about her. He just talked about her once oh, okay. in an interview and that's, um, yeah, that's the I'm sure only he wouldn't be with anyone who wasn't so yeah yeah most likely not oh man so what's new on your end have you anything to to report other than than your healing from your injury uh nothing crazy i mean just been focusing on that as well as work just trying mm-hmm. to balance the two things i mean it's been fine but it's just been more of an annoyance as far as moving a little bit slower um yeah 
yeah, just been working, doing that. Um, may actually go to Charleston um, this weekend for a couple of days. <laughs> right now. I know. Well, yeah, it was <laughs> As planned. Dorian's this blasting planned. it. <laughs> <laughs> this was planned for a while. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, now it might not happen because Charleston got hit pretty hard, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Here it's been a pretty insane uh, torrent of uh, light drizzle all day. So Ooh, wow. I've, been, I've been yeah trying to stay inside <laughs> and hoard all the water I can. Um, <laughs> hoard all the water that's falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god! I did go to the grocery store the other day, and the entire aisle was empty of water. Uh, I just don't understand. Oh man, that's that's the one I really don't understand because the faucets are still working. They still work. So why not just just get like a bunch of just reusable water bottles and just fill those up instead of buying like as I saw this on Facebook somebody posted like yeah so the whole like environmental protection thing I guess that goes out the window <laughs> when yeah, when a hurricane comes cuz they just they just the roof. <laughs> Exactly. Oh man. People get gas like why are you getting gas? Oh, Where, are you yeah. go? Where are you going to go if it's a storm? <laughs> Where are you going? Oh yeah. I don't know. It's That's just good. bizarre. It's like a. It's been not. It's been nothing. It's just been very cloudy, and like yeah. a sputtering of drizzle. Uh, throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. And tomorrow's gonna be fine. It's gonna be totally sunny tomorrow, but obviously there are areas, and I'm not trying to sound insensitive. I'm just saying people especially in North Carolina, are very, uh, they overreact with anything, whether it be storms or snow or anything like that. It's typically never <laughs> as worse as we think it will be. But, yeah. my God, if you're, if you're invested in Harris Teeter, then you're, you're doing well around those times of years. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, just been doing that. But, yeah, Charleston, I think, you know, it's, it got hit pretty hard when it was still an yeah. actual hurricane. It came through there, and I'm sure there's a lot of power outages and flooding going on in a lot of South Carolina because um, I think they took the brunt of it. Um, yeah. What are you doing in Charleston? Um, well, it's Brian's 30th, so he oh. and uh, he had planned to go down with a few people and a, a bunch of his friends I think from the Coast Guard days are going to be there. And yeah, cool. So a lot of people that he hasn't seen in a while and um, I was able to get off a couple days early next week mm -hmm. uh, to do it but um, I think they're going to know for sure tomorrow if, because it's on it's a place that's, I'm assuming is on the beach. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean if, if it they're going to find out tomorrow, I think, for sure, after everything kind of blows over, whether right. or not it's a realistic thing to do. Um, but I haven't been to Charleston well, in I a while. I hope it works out. Yeah. But if it doesn't, I mean, there's talk of maybe Charlotte um, for the weekend and going to the Panthers game, so that's also awesome. Oh, yeah. Who are they playing? Oh, just it's an easy game to start. Um, the Rams. 
Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that'll be real easy. Yeah. So nice warm up. Cam Newton will get hurt. Well, he's already hurt, so um, it's fine. <laughs> so we, it's a rest game for him. You know, we didn't need him anyway. Um, so yeah, uh. they made it to the Super Bowl last year, and, uh, <laughs> and they're opening with the Carolina anyone. Panthers. Yeah. At least it's a home game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, Todd Gurley's back and healthy, so that's good. Say what? You broke I up. I said Todd. That's uh, all good. <laughs> uh, Todd Gurley's back. Yeah, he's back. And, uh, Jared Goff. I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's healthy. So yeah, we're <laughs> Panthers will do just fine. Player um, in the league. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> so, well yeah, that'll be we, fun yeah, that'll be fun um but at least you guys will go out in charlotte yeah and that's that's a city that i i'd love to explore a little bit more i went a little bit yeah, earlier right. this year for the go- uh, golf tournament um and went to a few breweries but you know just like durham and raleigh it's still growing tremendously so yeah, we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, I think it'll be fun either way. Oh yeah, I think so too. Um, mm-hmm. What about you? I see your team's playing tonight, right? Uh yeah. I guess they're playing in what eleven minutes, or maybe they're they've been playing for four minutes, <laughs> something like that. I I have little faith. <laughs> yeah. If I'm if I'm honest. I don't don't really like the reports of uh, what's his name Lafleur. Oh, uh, the new coach. Lafleur, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it seems so, like yeah, he's it, like thirty-five, or he's like just a really young guy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen with with that whole situation. But uh, I don't know. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers is gonna have more control over the offense and things of that nature so we'll see but uh that's never a bad thing yeah i've i i've been i've been i've been underwhelmed but i'm i'm pinning my underwhelmingness on mccarthy coach mccarthy so we'll see if suddenly and they do have a new offensive coordinator a new defensive coordinator their offensive coordinator is the one that they had when they won in uh, 2010 so we'll see we'll see and they they picked up some new pieces for the defense so uh i don't know i i do think we'll lose tonight but uh i i don't know i just uh last few years packers just haven't been uh haven't been up to par but that's okay i'm still a packers fan (laughs) never lose faith how old is aaron Rodgers now 46 or (laughs) 7 like he's been there for like 20 years now (laughs) he is 36 okay not 36 i guess not too old really for your now nfl quarterbacks Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, considering Brady's been there since the Stone Age. <laughs> that, that dude's literally. I I have I have hated that guy for such a long time. You remember in freaking what middle school? Jeez, dude, I would talk so much trash about Brady. <laughs> I mean, I would go on tirades about that dude. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. now I have immense respect for him. But like, <laughs> like, damn, he's still playing. I know. Like, I feel old. I feel like he looks <laughs> better now or just like looks the same. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, won, he won a Super Bowl against the Panthers in 2003. And that was like his think- second Super Bowl. Yep, because the first, first one, one he won against the Rams, I want to say. Rams was or it? The I Raiders. think it was the Rams. I think it yeah. was the Rams. Um, but yeah, that was that was the beginning of my tirades. I yeah, remember oh, yeah. that distinctly because yeah. they kicked the field goal. I think Vinatieri to win. Uh, to win against the Panthers, and that was the day that a i hated tom brady and b i hated jake del homie <laughs> <laughs> i saw uh, i saw that guy on a uh, a recent interview just randomly yeah um, i was like oh man i forgot about that guy yep i forgot about him too Could until never survive in today's nfl i feel like no no <laughs> no definitely not yeah, so that was uh man, that was that really feels like such a long time ago. And yet he is still like an anchor. Like he's to think that he won another Super Bowl last year. I know. He's still playing up like at that level. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Like that is that is completely different from how I feel. Like Peyton Manning has won one and a half Super Bowls, in my opinion, because of how just trash he hot was. Hot take. <laughs> hot take, yeah. He was absolute trash throughout the playoffs. <laughs> and even like before that, during the season, for his uh, final year, and he got carried by, by his team and – Good, great. I mean, well, their defense I, was amazing that year. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they totally deserved to win over the Panthers because, well, they just flat out beat them. But yeah. Peyton Manning specifically, even though I have no problems, you know, with him at all. I remember, as a matter of fact, when he played for the Colts, and he went up against Brady in the AFC uh, Championship, and uh, finally beat Brady in the AFC Championship. Yeah. I remember coming into school the next day or a couple <laughs> days later. I was like, "Oh, this is amazing! That was so cool. That was Just great didn't to think see." It was possible. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, because Manning would always lose to to Brady when they would get head to head. Oh yeah, home or away. Well, then again, everybody everybody lost to Brady. But yeah, it's just the thing of like having just a solid team and coaching staff consistently across the board for so many years and just having a unified like culture I guess and just no nonsense nobody's a superstar attitude nobody's going to get paid like insane money um, everybody's going to work the hard, like the same rate or you're gone or we're just going to pull this random guy up 
from nowhere who didn't even get drafted and he's going to be our running back and we're still going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's just like, what is going on? And it just shows you like the how how that formula works, you know? I mean, especially in football or any sports where it's like you know, you have 11 guys on the field. Obviously, you can have standout players like your Antonio Browns and your Le'Veon Bells, <laughs> guys like that. Um, but it's like you could have a couple superstars on a team or on the field even at one time, but that's not going to guarantee you um, success overall in the long run. I mean, you just have to have a complete team in order to win. And, like, the Patriots have just found a way to put all these pieces together to have, like, a complete team. Like, every position, that guy is going to be solid. He might not be the yeah. best, but it's not going to be a huge discrepancy like right. on other teams you might have. You know, it's like, oh, this team's going to be great because they have, like, these two guys. And it's just drama oftentimes and, like, money issues and, like, off-the-field stuff. And it's like you're not focusing on winning. And that's, like, why the Patriots are just going to beat you every time. And, like, that's just hard for me to say, but it's true. Like, it's undeniably yeah. true. And, like, that's what I like seeing in, like, in the world of soccer as well. Like, you had a, a few years ago, Leicester City won the Premier League. Just came out of nowhere. They were playing two divisions below the Prem only a couple of years <laughs> really? before that. Yes. And they, they won. So it's League One. Then you move yeah. to the championship. When If you are in the top two or three of League One, you get you get promoted to the championship, um, which is the second division league um, in England, which is still a great, you know, great teams. Um, and then if you're in the top two, you get um, promoted. And then the, the um, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place teams have a playoff, which is kind of cool. And then the winner of the playoff goes, gets promoted to the prem. And then the bottom three teams who finish in each division get relegated to whatever league if that's under them so it's yeah. constantly like these guys are fighting to survive and then these guys are fighting to win this league so it's like it could come down to the last day and it has sometimes and it's been super amazing but Leicester like they made it they made it all the way to the prim um, survived a year and then I think the next year or the year after they were in the prim. Um, they ended up like having the lead, the total points lead at Christmas time, and then um, usually the last day is like Mother's Day weekend, which uh -huh. is in May, um, I think. And uh, yeah, they never lost the lead the whole time, and it was just a bunch of guys who like were not superstars at all yeah it's just yeah. every single position was solid nobody got injured they all like knew each other super well had like a great bond no egos nothing they stuck to their game plan the coach was amazing it was like the perfect year um for any team and like odds going in were, were like five thousand to one odds that they would win yeah. the prim and to put that yeah. in perspective, like, 
in that same year, which was like, I guess, four, four seasons ago now, the Browns were like 300, 300 to one odds to win the Super Bowl at the yeah. beginning of the year. So that's yeah. how insane that was. I mean, people say it's like the greatest underdog you know story in certainly premier league history but you know you could make an argument for just the history of sports um but it just goes to show you that like you might have one or two guys but you can have this complete team that like has the same attitude mentality get along together well they work together toward the same goal and if you're solid you perform your best every week you're gonna get results and like that just shows you how the Patriots do it as well yeah it's true uh kind of it's kind of reminds me of a documentary you told me about uh the cardiac pack mm. uh you know just real yeah, team unity not not expected to win anything and just continuously winning just because of the of the team and not necessarily because of any superstars yeah i I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up making like a 30 for 30 out of out of that oh yeah that lester team they definitely will if they haven't already but there's there's been a couple guys since then and they're they're doing really well this year i think they're in the top four already right now um but they uh a couple guys were sold to you know much bigger clubs for a, a lot of money after that because it's like, oh, yeah. my God, these guys are amazing. And then, of course, all your guys get poached, and then you you definitely fall back um, a little bit. But then at the same time, you get, like, hundreds of millions of pounds. <laughs> so you can yeah. then rebuild, you know, again. So this is, there a, is there a salary cap in soccer? Oh, no, no, no salary cap. <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> it's it's pretty insane it, that record s- seems to be getting broken you know with every sort of transfer deadline because the way the world of european soccer works is you know if you're if your contract's up you know you can go into talks with different clubs around europe or england or yeah right. wherever and then you, your club currently can put a price tag on another club just having the rights to sign you yeah so like you know this guy gareth bale who's been in the news a lot lately at real madrid he was he played for tottenham in england for a long time yeah and was the best player on that team by far and real madrid signed him for like god i want to say like 120 million pounds just to buy him and then they have to pay him like 600,000 euros a week just to that's, just to keep him uh, that's just <laughs> and what, then what Neymar went to PSG for more than that recently so it's just like you just now it's just gone out of out of just totally out of control because you have these like mid to high level players who are like going for crazy money yeah and it's just i don't know it's getting out of it's getting out of hand for sure that's crazy to me like and i i'm sure people that are more educated in soccer are gonna trounce me for this but like 
and I've mentioned this to you before, but sometimes in game it blows my mind how bad these guys are. Like, like they'll be running up to the goal, and they'll be like maybe just the keeper left, or maybe just like one defender, or they'll just like nail it from from pretty close range, and the the ball will just skyrocket like <laughs> like straight up, like six goals, like high. And I'm just thinking, like, what in the world? And I, I'm not saying I could do better. I, I just because I'm just not coordinated with my feet like that. But you, I remember a long time ago watching a video of Ronaldinho like hitting like bottles or something, or hit no hitting the top uh, like the each crossbar. different point on the cross. Yeah, right, the crossbar of the goal, like with pinpoint accuracy. And then you see these videos of them like kicking the ball from like outside the stadium or, you know, like outside the field, like at the top of the stadium and like getting it in. And they're like, oh, you know, I can do all this stuff. And then you watch them in the game and you're like, where the hell is all that that stuff? Like you suck. Like if there's any pressure around you in any way, or even if there's not, like sometimes they just nail it. And I'm just like, what, what? Like, I, I, I can't get over that. I don't understand that. So, like, when they're paying, like, hundreds of millions of dollars for these guys, that really throws me off because of that factor. But also on top of that, and you mentioned this with football, is, like, it's, it's what, 11 players, right? So you, you're, you're diluting the talent out. So if you have one guy that's really good, right, then – he's going to have less of an impact on the game as opposed to like tennis where it's it's literally one person like you are the variable or even basketball where there's five players so if you have one great player he can make up for a lot of deficiencies in the other in the rest of the team but like so all of that like throwing around hundreds of millions of dollars for that oh yeah i just that it just doesn't make sense to me it's crazy but you know the thing is like they'll make it back in like a week which is uh, it's just bizarre due to like yeah. ticket especially the big clubs like Real Madrid and PSG and Manchester United like when yeah. Juventus just signed Ronaldo well it's his second season now yeah 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 and they signed him for like oh god I want to say like 100 million euros 80 to 100 million and he yeah. was like offended by that yeah. Um, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Highly offended. <laughs> but uh, but they made that up in like a couple of days, just jersey sales alone. <laughs> oh yeah, well Ronaldo, sure. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm and not more. shocked. But but yeah, the the whole the whole situation. I mean, I I definitely get it. Like looking at from an outside perspective, because. I certainly don't understand how some of it's justified and like there's definitely a lot of corruption going on and they're trying to crack down on that in, in oh, really? soccer what, what, what kind of what kind well, of corruption? I mean I don't think a lot is going on now, but there's like a lot of financial fair play rules that are now being instated where like, you know, if you spend over a certain amount of money on certain players from countries outside of the you know native country where your team is yeah there's a lot of stuff like that and um let's see 
especially in international soccer, um, you know, the FIFA is like basically the governing body of international soccer. Yeah, right. And there's been over the years so much corruption um, uh, within that organization. Um, it's just been ridiculous. Like, you know, when they decide where to host World Cups and and things like that, you have you have each country's um, basically their. So, like England's is the FA, the Football Association. I guess the president of that and then the equivalent of every other country's soccer association is on the board of FIFA when it comes yeah. to all things international like World Cups, um, Euro Cup, things like that. Um, when it comes time to vote on like or figure out where's the World Cup going to be in you know, 2030 or you know, 2034 or whatever, and um, in the past, there's been a lot of bribes uh, made by certain countries to ensure that people vote for uh, them to host. Yeah. Um, and I think that's certainly true with Russia last time. And now this next World Cup, like they've already admitted and kicked certain people out of FIFA and fined them. I don't even know if... It could be jail time. I, I, w- I would would not be surprised. I would hope there would be um, for people accepting like million dollar bids um, to vote for Qatar to host the World Cup, which is um, in 2020. Uh-huh. Um, so they've already caught people, but they're still like, oh, we're gonna we're just gonna keep going. We're just gonna go ahead with it, even though these votes are fraud based on bribe we're just going to go forward huh. with it and it's just like that kind of stuff blows my mind um, yeah because it's like basically its own government <laughs> in a yeah, way yeah, fifa yeah, yeah. so it's like doesn't really operate the way that <laughs> you know you expect government to operate and then you have you know big things like when you actually get the host country like south africa when they had it um and then Qatar now, I mean, they had no infrastructure to support the kind of tourism and influx of people from all over the world that were going to come to the World Cup. I mean, it's just like it's the World Cup. It's going to be an insane amount of people pouring in on your cities and just trashing the place, basically. That's if you don't good have good point, infrastructure, yeah. like... If you don't have airports, if you don't have transportation, if you don't have hotels, if you don't have, you know, Uber systems, taxis, you name it, bars, restaurants, in every hosting city within your country, as well as proper infrastructure, as well as, like, um, talking about stadiums, too, that are up to par. I mean, when you looked at South Africa, I mean, they had to just start from scratch on so many things. And they're like, yeah, we host the World Cup. That's going to bring all this attention culturally to South Africa. We're going to get so much money. But when you... Yeah, exactly. When you look at the whole picture, and I don't have the facts or the numbers in front of me now, but I can almost guarantee you that they lost way more money than they gained by hosting yeah. the World Cup. And it's Well, like my understanding from the, like specifically that example is like they 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 build all these stadiums 
And then after the World Cup, they're like, all right, what what do we do? What do we yeah. do with this? Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll build it. We'll build it up to these standards that you ha- that FIFA have set up, and um, then uh, afterwards, um, yeah, we'll we'll use them for our our teams and our like rugby and cricket and soccer. You're not going to pack out a, a World Cup size stadium in South Africa for your club team. I'm sorry, you're just not. Right. And the same goes for when Japan hosted. They did the say had to, they've had to tear down some stadiums. It's just like not worth maintenance of keeping them there. So it's like there's like thought that goes into hosting where it's like, oh, of course, like I want my country to host the World Cup, like as well as the Olympics, same sort of thing. To bring awareness and to bring tourism and all these things that you would hope for when you're hosting such a large thing. All eyes are going to be on us and we're going to have this awesome responsibility. Like that's cool, but you're not thinking long term at all. And these organizations that like are putting this in place are making you do all these things and then they're like, "All right, see you later. We'll see you at, like <laughs> see you at the next meeting or whatever." See the text and so like i i'm in a dilemma because i want all these places to be able to host and have yeah. the opportunity to showcase their culture and like because you know there's huge opening ceremonies especially the olympics and like closing ceremonies and things like that yeah um like when london hosted like that was awesome and it was all about yeah, yeah, british yeah. you know culture and people remember that and uh, you want to be able to have that for your country, but at the same time, it's like, man, like we, c- the U.S., like we kind of already have all this stuff ready to go. <laughs> like, it'd be That's pretty true. easy for us to just like. And when Germany hosted in '06, it's like we've kind of got everything that you need. Like, yeah, we might need to m- like make improvements here and there to certain stadiums, but. For the most part, we're fine. And then in, when the Bundesliga starts up, we don't have to change anything. Right. People are going to come to these games regardless, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like we're already – we're going to use Bayern Munich's um, stadium. We'll use Berlin's stadium, Dortmund. And guess what? They're sold out for the rest of the year because club football starts back soon. So – and it'd be right. the same at the in the U.S. or, you know, when France hosted in 98 – it's like, yeah, you have everything there already, so it's just frustrating on a lot of on a lot of levels for that. So that's like one of the bigger corruption on the international stage. Um, but as far as the money part goes, for on the club level and just trading players around, and it's pretty wild. Like at the beginning of the season, um, Real Madrid were. Well, Zidane is the coach at Real Madrid now. Yeah. Couldn't, and, uh, couldn't we all make an argument that he's like the best manager slash ex-player? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's he won like three. I want to say he won three Champions Leagues, maybe four. I could be wrong, but at least three with Real Madrid as a yeah. coach. And then he won as a player with them as well. Yeah, <clears throat> scored one of the greatest goals of all time in the final um, to win, you know. So 
Yeah, he's definitely like a legend of soccer um, and probably, like you said, like player-manager, definitely the best combo that I could think of too. Um, but he, at the beginning of the season, he was like, yeah, we, we think it's best if um, Gareth Bale just would leave. Like, just came out and said that to the press. <laughs> after, yeah, he, and Gareth Bale's been, he's won four Champions League with them. And, you know, there's been controversy somewhat with him and the fans. But um, in my opinion, he's been an amazing player for them. But he just doesn't get a lot of respect just by the way I think he acts. But, um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, we're trying to get rid of him. <laughs> It just came out and said it, just as casual as that. And, uh, and they're like, he's like, yeah, so any day, hopefully it happens. And it never did. But, but what happened was um, this club, I think, now China's getting involved. And oh. they've got a soccer league. And yeah. they've already bought some pretty high-profile players over the past couple of years because they'll just throw an insane amount of money. Like they were going to pay Real Madrid – I can't remember the, the, the fee just to get him, but they were going to pay him one million pounds a week salary. Who? Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale? To go, yes. They're like, we'll pay you Good a million gracious. a week. One week you get a million pounds, and then next week, same thing. And Holy he hell. was like, all right, I'll go, because like, he felt like Madrid hated him, but the deal – fell through because I don't think Real Madrid were able to get anybody super exceptional um, to replace his position. So they're like, uh, kind of, we need you now. So, so they're going to pay him close to $50 million a year. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. We'll pay him a million a week, I guess. Is that, is that cool? Like, that's how much money that club has. Like, wow. Chinese billionaire type. Yeah, owner, yeah, yeah. Who it's just like, oh, this is just fun. It's just, we'll do this for fun. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's what, what they call fuck you money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what they call fuck you money, for sure. <laughs> that's the kind of money that if... Uh, if you slight that person, they'll they'll end up buying the institution <laughs> you work for, and then oh, fire yeah. <laughs> you, or so you know something insane like that. Oh man! Yeah, it's bizarre. So it's like you've got a a dilemma there, where it's like you have these really good players that are in their prime, playing in like leagues like in France and Germany and Italy, Spain, England, the top leagues, and then. These Chinese teams are like, hey, you know, why don't you come play for Beijing United and Ooh. we'll pay you 700 grand a week. Yeah. You're only making 350 where you are now. Yeah, so that we sucks. We pay you a lot more. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you're playing in China, which is yeah. fine. But, like, if you win the Chinese league, like, who no cares? one cares. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. You don't play in the Champions League anymore because you're not in Europe. Yeah. No one can watch you because we. I can't get the games from China. I don't care to watch that. Right. So I don't know. Maybe one day it'll change, but like. So yeah, there's just no prestige there. behind it. There's no. Yeah. There's no history there. There's 
well, most of the uh, the vast majority of the great players come from Europe and South America, and I guess maybe yeah. a few from America. I don't know. I don't no. know. I don't know enough. <laughs> I, okay. <No. laughs> Thank you for correcting me in such a dejected way. You're just like no. no. There's one guy right now who plays for Chelsea. Christian, uh, Christian Pulisic, um, and he's from That's Pennsylvania. an American name. I know. You would think he's – yeah, exactly. He, so he played for Dortmund for like four years. and started, Dortmund! Yeah, started, did well, played Champions League yeah. soccer, and um, he's only 20. Um, oh, yeah. That was my iPhone. I don't know if you heard that, but. I guess Siri was listening, <laughs> telling me who Dortmund was playing next. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, um, yeah, he's basically our only hope uh, right now. Our hope <laughs> is in a 20-year-old. For the Americans. Um, <laughs> and he just got purchased by Chelsea, so he started off the Premier League season with them. And, uh, yeah, he's basically the only guy we've got. He's 20. Um, and then we host the World Cup in 2024, which is kind of exciting. That is going to be really exciting. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if I'll do anything, but uh, that is incredibly exciting. Just as a, as a quick update on the Packers game, oh, yeah. Rodgers has thrown for five yards. It's almost <laughs> the end of the first quarter. And Mitchell Trubisky has thrown for one yard. Okay. So, and the okay. Bears are up 3 0. Well, a defensive game, it looks like. <laughs> a defensive game, indeed. <laughs> oh, man. Hope they, I, I really hope they beat the Bears. <laughs> you know, I, I just, all I care about is the Dallas Cowboys don't win. That's yeah. really all I care about. And, and I never, never had a. They never will. I never had a problem with the Dallas Cowboys till Skip Bayless. It's just, Annoying. I just can't stand how biased that guy is. So, yeah, I always did that, root, root did against the situation them. with Zeke Elliott ever get resolved? I mean, yeah, they're paying him ninety million dollars with uh, fifty million guaranteed. So a total with the extent. So this is an extension. So on top of the. Uh, the contract that he has that he has currently he'll be making a hundred and three million dollars over eight years so and 50 million of that is guaranteed so is he really going to make 103 million most likely not because he's probably not going to last eight years because you know i mean they're going to cut him like after his production drops right they're not going to want to pay him uh, I think what it, like the the average is something like fifteen million dollars a year or something like that. So yeah, oh, they they, crazy. they they figured it out. So he's he's officially part of the roster. Wow, I guess if you drafted him for fantasy, you it paid off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did fantasy one year and forgot about it. But at the end it. of the day, it's like they're not going to win a Super Bowl. They're just not. Uh, so yeah. what's the point? 
<laughs> you hear that, Cowboy fans? What's the point? Just yeah, go home. Just let me know what the point <laughs> is. Because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you guys just suck. The Browns suck. The Cowboys suck. You guys will never win. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting heated over that. Oh, yeah. Because people right. are like, oh, Browns are going to be so good. Like, I mean, who cares? They're just not going to win. I will say the Browns have the worst, like, like name oh, of yeah. all the teams and jerseys. Just, just <laughs> trash. It's just like, like literally, they were like, "What's the worst color on planet Earth?" And they were like, "Okay, brown." Do we need to add anything to that? Any logos? Nah. Just we're just brown. Nope. That's it. Just make it the color, Done. and then they'll know. Yep. Just, <laughs> just go out there and play. Yeah, and I don't. I, I, I don't I think hate the, the Browns. Browns. Will be much improved, but I don't think they're going to be going anywhere. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I would love to see them do well. I don't hate the Browns. I just. I don't. It's either. just very. It's very hard for me to see them ever doing well. Just. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like they're cursed in a way. It's <laughs> yeah. Like it's like yeah. nobody really takes them seriously. And I hope it changes, but I don't. I don't think that even with these guys it's going to make a difference but who knows i'd right. much rather see them win than the cowboys like you said oh, i know yeah. a lot of people from cleveland and uh they're awesome so i'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to hate on the team but you know you guys know how it is <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know how it is i mean the panthers have never won you know so that's true but hey at yeah, least we've been to the super bowl twice in the last uh <laughs> last 15 years or so yeah that's true 15 16 years it was two, 2003 yeah. and 2016 or 2015 whatever it was so yeah i mean, I mean we've only been a team since like the mid '90s as well, so that's yeah, excellent point. <laughs> well, you know, we're back in. <laughs> yeah, that's a brilliant point. Yeah, we've definitely uh, alienated half the the yeah. audience. But I didn't mean to do that to uh, Cleveland bye. people, bye. but Dallas people for sure just come at me with anything. Dude, they are everywhere. That's who I'm talking <laughs> about. Dallas fans are everywhere. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. Just like I, Yankee fans and yeah, Red just Sox like Yankee fans. fans. I'll give them this though, like they haven't won Jack in twenty years, and they're still Dallas Cowboys fans, which is a rare thing these days for people to be like, "Hey, my team sucks," but or maybe they're just delusional. You know what? Maybe they, maybe they are just delusional. Uh, so oh, they are, they are, because I think a lot of them are like. This is the year we're gonna win it all. Like every year, they're like, we're yeah, yeah, win. yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least the Browns yeah. fans are like, well, I'm still a fan, but realistically, we might win one game. Like I'm hopeful <laughs> that we win one game. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. But they still stick through it in the cold, and yeah, yeah. That's a real, that's a real fan base right there, because it's like you got Cowboys fans on every corner of the globe. But like you, you would never see a guy like from here or California. Like, you know what? The Browns are my team. No, 
Uh, but they're yeah. they're more likely to be like, yeah, I like the Cowboys because they're flashy and they they got a star on their helmet and whatever. They're from Texas and you know they're super marketable and flashy. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. name whatever. Whereas the Browns just don't have that marketability, I guess. I don't know if they ever will. <laughs> Uh, to be, I mean, like you said, the the flashy star on the helmet, the blue silver colors, like it's, and it's been it's very, like America's team, like they, yeah, which which that them. makes no sense to me. Like the Patriots should be America's team, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, because they they're literally called the Patriots, and then they win <laughs> all the time, like from the, Boston. The, yeah, the yeah, the, that's such a great point from Boston. Like that's that's the trifecta. Like from now on, from now on, genuinely, like if somebody says America's team, they're like, oh, you're a Patriots fan. That's exactly. that's how I'm gonna respond yeah. from now because yeah. nothing about the Cowboys makes sense to be called America's no. team. No. I'm redefining it. Done. There we go. You've heard it here first <laughs> on hot takes. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm somewhat pumped for for football. I don't watch any games except for the playoffs, but I I always yeah. follow along throughout the season. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited that it's back. I, it's something to tune into every now and again. I don't really True. watch the games at all, but it's fun to kind of keep up with it throughout. But Absolutely. Definitely gets intense in the playoffs, just with it, you know, March Madness and even hockey. It's like I don't care about hockey at all, but then oh, yeah. playoff time comes around and it just seems like the atmosphere and everything just makes it something that it's easier to watch and, and get behind. Um, For sure. But, I think you know, that's the thing why, I like, I just turn down fantasy football is because I just don't. I just cannot get that invested in NFL at all. Just don't care enough to follow all these teams and these specific players to be like, right? Yeah, because you, you kind of have to like watch the games at that point. At least follow the stats like to to a T, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're like going for the Jaguars like on your couch, just like screaming at the TV, and it's like, yeah. What what is going on? Why am I? <laughs> Why am I so invested I in every game? Like, I don't hate them, but like you know, it's not my team. That's a different yeah. cat. Right, it's a different cat. <laughs> uh, an astute observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For a second, I didn't know. I got swept up in it. <laughs> it really threw me off. Oh, man. <laughs> Which I guess is another thing that people like is, you know, because NFL games are just um, insanely boring. Um, yeah. People, you know, when they have fantasy, they can just, they can, like, start looking for this one player or this quarterback right. and, you're way more invested and like intrigued in the game yeah. itself. Whereas if you didn't have anything to follow, it's just watching paint dry basically. Yeah, absolutely. I will say the, the one thing I really like about football just in general 
is defense. I love defensive schemes. Like I love learning like three, four defenses, four, three defenses, like blitz pickups. Like uh, to me, defense in the NFL, which I can't say that about basketball because I do love basketball just slightly more, but defense in the NFL or football in general is more interesting than offense to me just because like it you really there's a lot of like risk taking that occurs in in defenses and it it really matters like if you if you have a great you know, like DB for example like going up against their best wide receiver like is your DB good enough to to hold off uh that that one wide receiver do you have to double them or do you have to triple them or do you have to like stuff them at the line or you know like all these kind of like different like micro tactics but also like when do you blitz do you do an inside blitz do you do an outside blitz do you do a free safety blitz like stuff like that like i love that kind of strategy that goes behind yeah. uh, a lot of football which i yeah, i, I how, just can't like get how over you know it. how to read an offense and when to call a certain yeah. defensive play and how to communicate that to everybody yeah. so they're on the same page yeah like there's so much that goes into to football that i'm completely ignorant to and just glossing over yeah. just because i'm just like ah this looks so slow and boring yeah but there's just so much going on behind the scenes and that's why i like hard knocks is because you that's get a, a better insight into the coaches and how they come up with certain plays and why they run certain routes and defensive schemes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, of course, I'm just being way dramatic when I say it's like watching paint dry, but um, it's mostly because I'm completely ignorant to just what goes into football because it's something I've never played, you know. Maybe that's why, you know, I'm not like super – enthralled by it on a super frequent basis i guess yeah but i I do wonder if like a lot of people really know anything about defensive schemes and offensive schemes like beyond like hey it's a passing play or hey it's a running play you know so but i'm sure there are some like mega fans that know all the different types of offenses and different types of defenses and um for me, just defense. Like I, I do like learning about different defenses. Not, not that I'm like a super fan or anything like that. But it's just I think it's more of the intellectual aspect of of football, which you definitely would not attribute to football or. Well, yeah, most, I mean, and then sports. you look at like old clips of um, Peyton Manning and yeah, people like that who would just Drew Brees, all those guys who are just like, and Ray Lewis, and who are just always in the film room just watching and studying different players and different formations like where we went wrong here what this guy likes to do on this certain area of the field right um his little tendencies that we might be able to exploit so yeah there's so much that goes into it it's just i don't know it's just i think the hardest thing for me is that I think they broke it down, and it's like only 13 minutes of actual play happen, <laughs> like actual yeah. movement, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest is just like, yeah, look at the coach, look at the stands, um, commercials. That's oh, the thing man. that kill me. But, um, 
but obviously it's working for everybody else. So I don't, I don't know what Clearly. I'm talking about. <laughs> Clearly it's working for everybody else. Yeah. Except but for the, us. Cause we don't watch that much. Yeah. But when I do watch, you know, I'll watch the Panthers play and the guy that is just like mesmerizing always to watch is Luke Keekley because it's like, yeah, how is this guy on every single tackle? He's literally <laughs> where, wherever the ball is, he's flying in yeah. to make a tackle or he's right there just about to do it. Yeah. Like he's a guy that, you know, just reads the game insanely well. And is also really athletically gifted, of course. Yeah, right. Um, so he's very fu- – like, he's just a guy you can be like, all right, sh- just look at this guy, like this whole set of downs. Just just look at this one guy, and you'll be like, wow, he is just – how does he know where they're going every single time, you know, before they even go? Yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's pretty it, – he's definitely an outlier, I think. He could be in the candidate for – defensive player of the year every single year um it's just unfortunate that he always seems to get hurt in one way or the other I mean of course you're a linebacker you're prone to that but I think he's gotten like I don't know how many concussions already which is not good I'm uh I'm afraid of what will happen in the future for him in terms of uh how those concussions will affect him. I know. It's super sad. But it's like you have some guys like, you know, your Andrew Lux, and there's been other less popular players or less known players who, like, could have kept playing. They were played for, like, two years, and they're like, I'm done. I, I'm not going to withstand this type of abuse. Yeah for a couple of years in my life and then have it just destroy the latter part of my life, you know, for much, much longer and have to deal with the repercussions of that. And obviously not everybody goes through that. And I think they're trying to come up with ways to stop that from happening. I just don't see how that, that is possible. You know, so many players getting hurt, like more frequently and more severely i don't know i don't know how you i don't know how you combat that and i don't know how you combat parents from looking at that and then not allowing their kids to play therefore leading to fewer high highly talented people in the long run for the nfl so i don't i don't know if the nfl is going to have to go through some sort of dramatic change to maintain their status in the long run, or if it's if they'll just be fine how it is, because there's, of, of course, a ton of players who are like, yeah, I know the risks, and I know I've been hurt, and I'll probably be messed up when I'm old, but I love this game, and I'm going to go all out every single game, and if I die, then I die. <laughs> And I'm getting paid a hundred million dollars. Exactly. That may that may play a small factor. By the way, touchdown yeah, Packers. Oh, nice. Pass. Yep. Minute thirty-five second offensive drive. Aaron Rodgers wow. just threw it down. There you go. 
Yep, it's all it takes. It's all it takes. It's what I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs> Give the ball to Aaron and just let it happen. Now, in all honesty, I've lost a lot of faith. I just, um, yeah, it just doesn't feel the same as like 2010. Just, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, I gotta, I gotta head out. All right. Mainly because I'm, I'm still tired. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been at this for a while, so understandable. Yeah, an hour and 15 minutes. We seem to end up around that one-hour mark. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good good amount of time, but so I'm sure sometimes we'll go under or even over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We but, usually uh, have – It's. It was Did you have anything you wanted to talk about specifically? Because <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, and it just seems like again really. we just we just end up talking and it ends up like evolving into this conversation like I like literally timing right there an hour and 16 minutes ago I didn't know anything about FIFA. <laughs> yeah. And now an hour and 16 minutes later I am well I wouldn't say well educated but I'm more educated you're, on like the corruption. Got a PhD and Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> taught by the grandmaster hatley <laughs> no but like i i genuinely like learned something right which was like super interesting to me and uh i but i didn't i didn't it's not like we sat there and planned it it's not like before the, yeah. the episode started that we were like okay we're going to talk about this we're going to talk about this we never have anything planned. We just start talking, and it turns into. <laughs> and a, if we do it, yeah, it's just we get on one subject. One exactly. And it just spirals into others. Yeah, yeah, that's but, cool stuff. Yeah, I didn't really have anything um, exceptional to talk about, but if anybody ever has any suggestions on topics or anything like that, I've already had a few people reach out. Oh, okay. Um, about. You know, not necessarily that, but, you know, you should do a whole thing on, you know, history or your favorite, you know, period in history or something like that. And, and that might be one where we want to bring somebody on yeah, um, who's maybe a little bit more knowledgeable about certain things. Absolutely. Not necessarily history, but whatever they want to talk about. So, um definitely open to any ideas totally down yeah if anybody wants to reach out and uh mention anything like if you have something that you're just really passionate about i'm always game to listen and and converse (laughs) except that never mind (laughs) don't contact us (laughs) Uh, yeah Yeah. anyways well i guess uh till till next time Yeah, we'll see you then. Peace out.